Zee, we're recording. Hello, what a beautiful day it is today, in yeah. September. In Bromley, in the Newman Flexible Workspace, with the Bromley Buzz team of... Zinat Narani of Vida della Mariposa Coaching and... Darren Real of Injun PR. Do you know what? This is really odd. This weather is going to be like 25, 26 degrees today. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. I'm not complaining. Well, I am in the global warming sense of the word, but... Um, well, I'm complaining because I don't know what to wear in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there'll be t-shirts for a little while yet. Anyway, first thing we need to do is... Pay our respects. Pay our respects, absolutely. The late Elizabeth II, Queen mm-hmm. of Great Britain. Her Majesty. And to her with our Darth Vader and the Boss Mugs, which is going to be a unique uh, tribute, I think. There we go. Uh, rest in peace. Lovely. Uh, yes, it has been quite a shock to the nation and well, worldwide. It's going to be peculiar for me because you know I'm a Rotarian, right? Mm. And when we have our meetings, we make a, a loyal toast, mm. uh, which some people think is a bit on the old-fashioned side. Um, I'm not. I, I don't think so. I think it's actually part of the charm of Rotary, actually. But it's going to be uh, the king next time. Yes, and so. here's to the new. Um, King. Absolutely. King Charles III. King Charles III. It's got a ring to Charles III. It, it? it yeah. does indeed. Um, yes, there's um, a lot of change, and plus we have a new prime minister as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it a bit Liz less Trust. exciting. I have to say. Liz Truss. We're not getting political here now. And Queen Elizabeth II, fifteen prime ministers, starting with Winston Churchill. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? And what she's been through. Do you know, actually, I was having a conversation with my mum uh, yesterday, and there was a post on one of the social medias mm. of images of her from, you know, starting up in 1962, 72, something like that. 70, 53. 53. Uh, but it started with yeah. the two, so I think it mm. went 62, 72, yeah. 82, 92, and mm-hmm. so on. And there was images of her. And one thing I recognised, and then I looked at pictures of her when she was very young, Mm. her hairstyle has always been the same. Did you notice that? No, maybe it's just you couldn't afford a hairdresser. (laughs) No, I think it's probably something to do with the the cans and cards when you're within the royal family. I must say, it's one of the nice things is to reflect on, yes, people are going through this period where they're tend to be very nice about the person that's passed away. Yeah. Um, but there's an awful lot of references to having a very good sense of humour, which she had to somewhat conceal in public. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I just mention, like, uh, I think, that, yes, this was yesterday, um, and it's a post that the Mayor of Bromley, uh, Councillor Hannah Gray, uh, that afternoon at the Civic Centre, the Mayor of Bromley had the great honour of leading the ceremony for the reading of the proclamation to the people of Bromley announcing King Charles III as our new monarch. God save the king. And there's a video on her, um, on the Mayor Bromley um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's where it's from. Uh, I don't know if you watched that, but I watched that. It was quite emotional. I heard a town crier doing it in another part of the country. And mm. uh, being a town crier, he was very loud about it. He was, he was well and truly proclaimed by the time that man had finished. <laughs> And I'm sure that Hannah would have been quite uh, strong vocally too. Yes, no, no, it was really lovely to watch. Unfortunately, um, I wanted to go down, but I was um, 
busy on a call at the same time as I was watching that. So there we go. Anyway, moving on. So where can we find us every Monday, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, and indeed the rest of um, the time as well. Our website, bromleybuzz.uk, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. That's actually one of my buzzes. I'll come back onto that later. Um, Oh, let me see. Channel radio? Yeah, channel radio on a Monday. That's what you actually meant, wasn't it? Facebook. (laughs) But I'll let you go on. The channel radio Monday, 10 a.m. And you mentioned the website, and um, we will mention it again, but to find out with our what's on what's going on in the London Borough of Bromley if you pop over to our website there's a whole listing there I could be disruptive and put our what's on at the beginning instead of the end what do you reckon please don't be disruptive alright okay I'll shut up (laughs) no I don't want you to shut up just don't start swapping things around I'm finding it hard as it is to maintain my focus today. We did, uh, okay, I'm going to hit us up with um, a buzz from last week, which is also out of sequence on my own list here. Yes. But uh, thinking about swapping things around and all that, uh, we were at the Startup Bromley premises in Bromley Central Library last week, and we did an introduction to podcasting, a workshop mm. for Startup Bromley. And as it turned out, for about, I think, 13 attendees, which was pretty much a full room. I think it was fact. 14 in the end. Yeah, okay. yeah it was a couple go. of people who came in a little bit late. Mm. Uh, and uh, Lovely I, atmosphere. It was. Well, actually, listeners can hear a bit of it in a moment, because I'm going to include a clip of when we asked for their feedback. Can anyone who enjoyed this session and got something out of it clap in a moment? And then we'll ask the second question of anyone who didn't can choose whatever feedback volubly they want to choose. So the first question is, if you enjoyed it, please indicate it. (laughs) Heaven help me, if you didn't enjoy it, please indicate it. Well, I've sat you on air before, Zena. I'm doing it again. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for coming. There we go, that was the feedback. You remember it well. They're all I do, and uh, please excuse the rude person that booed. No, the, 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 absolutely, <laughs> the absolutely lovely person who just forgot herself for a couple of minutes. We yes, know, okay. Thank you very much. I put my hands up, it was me <laughs> booing. <laughs> yeah, and I was talking about being disruptive myself. I know, I think I caught the attendees on a bit of a shock when suddenly I just went, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you're alone. That, that was very good. Uh, I tell you what, though, when we finished, um, there were a couple of people who already podcast in there uh, and some others that were thinking about it with varying level of confidence, mm. right down to the I'm not sure I have the confidence in myself to do this at all. Mm. What if no one listens? Uh, there was a lady who was talking very much in that vein. Yes. Which it was mm-hmm. ideal to, ha- to have a well-being and mindset coach in the room to speak to, e.g. yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I, I imagine you probably helped pepper up a bit on that. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because we have these thoughts before we actually do it. Mm. And a lot of times we surprise ourselves. So it's always important to think about, you know, the alternative. I mean, what if you do an amazing job? Mm. You know, or I am going to do an amazing job doing this podcast. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and I'm going to talk about what I am passionate about. Well, it what does I want come to back. Share. And it was interesting. 
There is that uh, old saying, isn't there? If you can do the same things, you get the same results. Mm. So if you are contemplating a podcast or some other uh, innovation in your business or charity or life, mm. why not? Yes. And I think one of the key things that from there that they uh, appreciated was asking for feedback. Because mm. no feedback is bad feedback. Um, it will always lead to something positive, but it's how you receive that feedback and how you internalise it personally. Um, and again, like you said, it, it, it's great to have a mindset coach there, isn't it? And it also yeah. reminds us when we first started, listening to them, it was really interesting because some of the fears that they had was what I had when I first started out my um, podcast and then going into my radio show. I mean, who would have thought I would have a radio show? I was like, oh my God, when I said to mm. Paul Andrews, I was like, I don't know anything about the radio. You know, mm. how am I going to handle all these buttons and uh, levers and sliders and oh my goodness here you go but again when we uh, as part of the session invited two of the participants more or less at random no not more or less absolutely at random to one to be an interviewer and the other to be an interviewee they took it it like ducks to water and I'm going to put that clip in here which we didn't speak about because I've just remembered and here it is Hello everybody, so my name is Natasha Bailey, I'm a spiritual awakening life coach and a psychic comedian. I have Esther Jacob Esther Jacob with me today and um, would you like to introduce yourself? She is a book publisher and she has a brilliant book here called Abundant Process. Let's get some information about you Esther. Perfect, well thank you so much. So my name is Esther Jacob, I am the founder of Authentic Worth Publishing and I published my sixth book called Abundant Progress, Maximizing the Gradual Steps of the Journey. And what inspired me to write this book is to really encourage the generation that we're in today because as we know, right now is becoming very intense with the inflation prices going up. And I just want to shed some light on the beauty of process in order to get to the next level because it's very easy to want to rush the season you're in now but I always say to people that if you don't learn in the current season you are now how can you be able to develop in the next stage and I entitled it maximizing the gradual steps of the journey because we're all on a journey some of us here are in business for more than a year some of us have just started but we can always get inspiration from those who are literally starting and those who are already ahead of us So this is a book not to uh, make you feel like you are behind, but to remind you that as you continue to progress each and every day and you take that time to really work on yourself, you will see that abundance. Okay, so Esther, can I ask a question? What sort of steps from the book would you say that um, are key points for people? Because obviously everybody's going through different process and abundance abundance is something that we're all trying to call in, you know, with manifestation work and all that. So if you can give a couple key things from your book maybe I'll say about two Mm. that people would really use in their everyday life yeah I think the first thing I'll say is the art of gratitude Um, sometimes it's really easy to forget you know to be thankful for the things that you do have and it really is overlooked because we're always focusing on what is next but we don't really take the time to look at what we already have to be present to be present exactly Um, and the second one is being able to embrace the growth of the journey so even though it does feel a bit slow don't discourage yourself and don't feel like because it's slow right now you're not going to get where you need to be so you would say to trust the process that's right trust the process and don't force it if things aren't working out don't be discouraged just try and find alternative routes to make it work for yourself and eventually people will start gravitating to what you do 
One more tip, please, Esther. One more step for us. One more step, I would say, is just be gentle with yourself and be kind to yourself. Because if you're not, it shows your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, even the people around you, your environment. People can sense when you're feeling overwhelmed. So just take the time, relax, and take rest. Take walks, embrace nature. There's so much you can do out there, but focus on today because today is today. Tomorrow will come, but let today be today. So the word that I'm feeling, um, I'm getting in my head is that you're asking for us to be more compassionate with ourselves yes. in any of the situations that we may um, come up in life, you know, because not all the time we're able to handle certain things, but it's about how we speak about ourselves, how we speak to ourselves and how we take the time to understand that, you know, this is just temporary and it, it shall pass, you know. That's it. She said it all. <laughs> There you go. Um, if anything, they got overconfident because I told them to just say a couple of questions and off they went. And they got carried away. Yeah, because they had things in common. Yeah. This is what you find when you interview people. Absolutely. So there you go. So if you want to start a podcast uh, or thinking about it, go for it. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the lady that um, has a beauty place, was it? Or, or whatever, the one the... Cassandra. Oh, yes, Cassandra. Mm. Uh, Baker's... Something Baker. The Baker Girl. The Baker Girl, on, that's on it. On Instagram and other social media. Yes. Yeah, she was ever Very so chuffed about winning, winning that book. Yes, yeah. that was lovely. She was really chuffed about that. And yeah. that was really lovely of you to um, hand that book over because um, it was your personal copy mm. that has supported you in your why and you've read it num numerous times and now you want to pass it on to somebody else who can use it productively well, like and inspire them. Numerous times. One is a number, so I suppose you could say it was a number. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Don't make me look bad here. No, 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 no. <laughs> how are you to know how many times I've read it? Well, I know you've, you've read it a lot and quoted from it a lot in your collection. Yes, no, that's... Uh, Simon Sinek is somebody who I, time and time again, use when I talk about the wise, um, when I do presentations or talking events, you know, I always mention the why. And he has a podcast, I believe. He does have a podcast. Mm. Um, and also, um, I mentioned Wayne D uh, Dyer. Mm. Uh, you know, um, change the way you look at things. If you change the way you look at things, things will change. You know, all those kind of things. Those are my fav uh, favourite two things. Anyway, should we talk about my buzz? Yes. So, my first buzz, and this is... Uh, gonna the, it's part of an interview which will come up in the upcoming episode so not in this episode but it will be in, hopefully in the next episode I went off to Biggin Hill Airport London Biggin Hill Airport mm -hmm. on uh, was it Friday yes Friday last week and uh, I went there to interview Jason Morrell of Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services mm -hmm. and to see what they were doing because they had been there for the past week uh, cl cleaning the hangers. They, the, was um, it more than one hanger though? Right? Yeah, so there was yeah. hangar one, hangar two. Um, and they're big because they've got multiple aircraft. Inside, yes, don't they? yes. Um, and it was quite a buzz when I peeked through the door and saw these hangers and he um, helicopters in there. Mm. I mean, oh my gosh. Interviewing uh, Jason and his operation manager, Phil. Uh, it was absolutely delightful. Uh, the sun was out, but unfortunately, I was like, oh, let's quickly do this. And they took me up on their cherry picker. 
Yes, the old sort of extending upward lift thing. Yes, and I was hoping to bungee jump off there, but unfortunately they didn't have the gear for me to bungee jump. Mm. Not that it's used for bungee jumping, but no. So up I went, got hoisted in my harness by Jason. Hoist, hoist, hoist. And stepped in, and guess what? The weather turned. I've seen the picture. And the video, right? So there I am. That baseball cap didn't really do the job, did it? (laughs) No, it didn't, but it was so big, I thought it was going to fly off. And Mm. I had uh, Jason's jacket on as well. That's a jade on it, Mm. jade window cleaning. And up I went with Phil, who's very elegantly and smoothly took the cherry picker up. I thought it was going to be a lot more uh, bumpier ride. Mm. Uh, But my goodness, what a beautiful view. Mm from the top of the cherry picker. And apparently, I didn't go as high as I can go high. Mm. So, uh, yeah, had a quick look up there, got totally, totally drenched like a wet, soggy cat. Mitch, I think it's the first time we've done, either of us have done that for the Bromley Buzz, and neither of us have got absolutely soaked Soaking on wet. And I had the wrong shoes on, my espadrilles on, they got <laughs> totally drenched. I wasn't happy about that. But hey-ho, um, it was a real buzz. So thank you for that, for taking me up on the cherry picker, for uh, spending some time to actually find out, you know, the work that they're doing at Biggin Hill Airport. And um, there's lots of projects coming up because I know there's a hotel there as well being built, Mm -hmm. is it? And hopefully there'll be a lot more because he already does a lot of work up there. Yeah. So yes, that was my real buzz. No, well done. Uh, Oh, but do you know mm, what, do you know what the next buzz was? Go on. Which I love. Mm. I got home, stripped off, mm. and I jumped under my duvet with the electric blanket on. I thought you were going to say someone passed your towel. <laughs> no, I just lay in my duvet with my electric blanket on, getting nice and warm. Okay. <laughs> Any buzzes for you? Oh, God, yes. Um, I went down to uh, Channel Radio myself uh, last week mm-hmm. with Haran, the owner of the Copper Salon restaurant in Bromley. The Sri Lankan, uh, best uh, Sri Lankan restaurant in London, as they were awarded recently. He took down some food, which impressed the heck out of the business bunker co-hosts, Chaucer. Well, they're a bunch of foodies, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, let's face it. You take them them food and they're dead excited. And I do frequently. Um, You know, part of PR, just be nice to people and uh, feed them up. So every time I go down there, a bit bigger than they were before. Sorry, you're not listening, are you? Good. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, Harren enjoyed himself. I think it was only his second interview. The first one was uh, with you, in fact, in the Copper Salon in an earlier episode. Mm. And I believe you've had another close encounter in the actual premises of Copper Salon. Oh, sorry, (laughs) you're on to me. I know, and that nicely brings me on to my buzz with Copper Salon, which was on Saturday. Um, well, actually, um, I went down because Saturday was their second anniversary. Yeah, I'm so sorry, I missed it. I was up in Cambridge. You were. Yeah. It, it was. It was really lovely. Unfortunately, because of uh, the passing of the Queen, the main events of the celebration mm. got cancelled. So they just opened up as a normal Saturday, as they do. So they didn't really celebrate their second anniversary. So I'd, first of all, I'd like to say. Congratulations, amazing um, job they've done when they actually launched their restaurant in the height of the pandemic to where they've got Mm. to. And like you mentioned, they have won the London Curry Awards Best Restaurant. Yes. Sri Lankan. 
But was it that night, though, I think, that uh, I saw this person with flames, lady? Yes. So you looked at the, the uh, video that I put out there. Oh, yes. Right. Well, um, they, on, apparently yep. on their Saturday nights, they have entertainment. They have a DJ as well mm. playing. They had entertainment and they had a belly dancer uh, with flames and playing with it and then putting it in a mouth and blowing it out. It was very, very lovely. Great atmosphere. Though it was a lot quieter, which really is expected. Um, but it was lovely and they had a couple of canopies uh, which mm. were absolutely divine spicy I had to go home and have some yogurt mm. my Greek yogurt just to sizzle down yeah Chris, Christine from Rotary had some of their um, handout um, food that was helping the people uh, oh she would have really felt it mm. no no she was saying oh they need to tone it down <laughs> yes <laughs> she doesn't take hot food very well yeah. <laughs> So that was really nice. So that was my um, other buzz. And talking of that, mm. shall we listen to a couple of clips from there? Yes. Let's go into Harren. Um, Harren opened his restaurant up in the height of the pandemic, yeah. which is incredible to see where it's got to. But I'm sure in a couple of weeks' time, you'll be doing a late celebration. Yeah, I think we'll do a much bigger celebration when everything calms down a little bit. You know, um, I know it's, it's taken a big toll on a lot of people, you know, and we've seen bookings go down. And even for us, you know, it, we, we never had a queen die on us. So we don't know how to do it, what to do, what to do, uh, how to deal with this situation. Uh, but uh, yeah, hope Christmas coming up as well. I'm sure we'll have lots of celebration and celebrate this properly in the future. Yeah. What after Harry? What after Harrick? We've got a couple of people that are regulars there as well, okay. uh, which I interviewed, and uh, just to kind of get a feel of the reason why they go there, how they came about the restaurant. So let's have a quick listen to that. Right, I'm here with two regulars, or three. One might end up speaking, so we've got, who we got here? Olivia. Zoe. Hi, well, uh, welcome to Copper Salon, I should say, but I don't work here. <laughs> so you're regulars? Yeah, yes. all the time. So what makes you the, the regulars here? Is um, it friendship or you just came across the restaurant? Yeah, it's a bit of a funny story actually, yeah, it is. how we it? came across it. <laughs> Love yeah, funny story. I will try and tell it. Um, Go ahead. So we thought we were booking... Um, we were booking a restaurant basically called Blend, which was the restaurant that was here before Copper Salon. Um, and they took my booking, they took my money for the deposit, we turned up thinking we were turning up to Blend. And we thought we got lost, but yeah. we didn't. So Google Maps was telling us that we were here, but we could see we weren't here. So we walked in and we thought we'd ask them, did you used to be Blend? Can you direct us to Blend? What's going on here? It wasn't existing. It wasn't existing. So they told us that they had just like recently opened basically persuaded us to stay um, and me being half Sri Lankan uh, yeah I was like we gotta come here like Dan was so friendly with us he was like the first person we met and she has a lot of allergies like she's allergic to a lot so she can't normally have Asian food but he reassures her and then like the service was amazing the food was amazing the drinks were amazing the whole vibe the like decor everything we were like yeah, yeah. this is gonna be our spot yeah then we found out like on fridays and saturdays they do like they've got a, a dj, DJ yeah. yeah and like more of a club kind of vibe more lively so, yeah. yeah so yeah now yeah. we come in for dinner we come in for nights out 
Yeah, oh we love God, the cocktails. Don't get me started. <laughs> favorite cocktail. For me, it's it's got to be the Ravana. That is a good one. Yeah, yeah. that's the best one for me. It is, yeah, and there's there's just so many flavors in it. I feel like with every sip, you feel you taste a different flavor. It's got a lot Definitely, of layers to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is good. Uh, me, I don't know. Maybe Ceylon Dream. I think is that the frozen one. Yeah, I like the frozen ones. Oh, we've never had that. That's her favourite. Is that the one that's like yeah. uh, tastes like strawberry milkshake? That's our favourite. We, we've had a few of them tonight yeah. <laughs> before so coming we've had here. A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've had Very about four. We love those. <laughs> well, do you know what? Thank you for taking the time. Thank Have you. Thank you. We will. Oh, actually, what's your favourite dish? The was it the red chicken curry? Recently, I think the pork curry used to be the mutton, really? but ah. it's the pork now. And the, but yeah, um, it's hard to choose. The starter, I don't remember the what, what it is, but the squid. Oh, the butter squid. Yeah. Oh, oh my yes. god, so good. So, so good. Yeah. Lots of people have said that's their favourite. Yeah. I'm a real fan of their mutton lamb. Yes. She also likes that. Yeah. yeah. There we Very go. good. We'll have an amazing night. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Do you want to say something? Um, yeah, I would say something. What are you drinking? What did you get? Uh, um, I can't remember what I'm drinking, but... It's got pineapple in it, I take it, with yeah, the pineapple yeah. on the side. But from, from the moment I came here, everyone has always been super nice, super friendly, super welcoming to me. And so my missus is half Sri Lankan, and I'm, I'm from St. Lucia. But the, the love and the welcoming I felt is just unbelievable and the environment is just amazing and uh, the people are just amazing like Dan, Dan is just amazing yeah um, and it's very different from London restaurants isn't it? 100% it's, it's better than London restaurants because you feel, you feel some type of community absolutely, I so, think you said the key word there, community so when you come you come into the place you feel you feel like people don't look at you like you're just um, just a check you don't feel like people look at you like you're just yeah. a number you feel like people really care about your experience um, it's very diverse it's very inclusive um, so for me like it's just it's, it's absolutely just been amazing and I'm from St. Lucia I'm from St. I'm from Sufre in St. Lucia so if anyone knows about Sufre um, but I feel like I feel like I'm Sri Lankan. I feel like I'm just welcome. Like Sri Lankan. That's a great way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel you like know I'm welcome. If we can't get to Sri Lanka, we come here and we'll be immersed in I, that culture, and that feeling. Hundred percent. And I've never been to Sri Lanka, but somehow I feel like a part of me knows a little bit. Of course, I'm not gonna. I'm, <laughs> thank you very much, Dan. See, he's still yeah, so Dan's so amazing. nice, so so nice. But I still like I know some type of the culture and I, I believe that culture is is very important for everyone. I feel like people should understand where they're from and appreciate where they're from. Appreciate the food and everything. Yes, but yes. you know what? Thank you so much and have an amazing night. You're welcome. You too. Okay. Is that uh, the sum of our clips? It is. Yeah, well, I, I've got a. I'm going to mention another of the local clubs, which is in the same road, uh, Club Vuvu. Oh, God, no! And, 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 and the, reason, <laughs> the reason I'm mentioning there 
is an, an odd one. I don't know if it was on the same night, but they put up uh, Insta video of people having a good time there. And I think they've got poles in there or something for um, people to dance on, whatever, or podiums, whichever. But anyway, one of the people that was doing the dancing... We need to take you there to have a look. ...looked exactly like the flame dancer from... the belly dancer from um, Copper Salon. Oh, it might have been. You know, right down to the um, shiny... Oh, really? If it was her, she'd given up on the flames by then. But she was still, you know, strutting her stuff in there. Uh, I just thought it was quite interesting to see. We've got to do Club Voo Voo, because... Probably, uh, probably isn't major on big nightlife. Copper Salon is one example. That's another, and stuff for younger people. So I'm heading in there. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, place, I'm let's like, not get onto Vuvu. You know, I've been in uh, Bromley for 41 years. Yeah. Never went into Vuvu till uh, Jason, Jason Morrell of Indeed. Jade Window Cleaning. Mm-hmm. So let's go in there. I'm like, oh no 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 no, and I don't know how he dragged me in there, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. Hmm. A very young crowd. I felt like a grandmother. Oh, dear me. But we shall go there just for the pole dancing in the podium. Yeah, and once I finish with that, we'll do something else. Okay, now, there um, we go. So, <laughs> any more buzzes? Oh, loads of them. Okay, um, so Let's interrupt the buzzes for an affirmation. Let's run that earlier in the show. So you're change. changing the schedule here? Only a little bit. Not, not like shoving the um, what's on at the beginning, which I was tempted to do. <laughs> and, and it's a, a mark of my appreciation of your affirmations. As well. It is. So, I mean, this week is affirmation. So it's not an empowering question. I'm back mm-hmm. to my affirmations. It's been to, a few months. It has, You've yes. You've been questioning a lot. Yes, I do yeah. a lot of questioning. But that's part of me and that's part of my job. And mm. I think it's really important to question ourselves um, and life and what we do day to day. So reflection, that's called. And yeah, cough away, cough away in the middle of my affirmation, no problem. Have you finished? Uh, no, I'm waiting for the affirmation. Oh, I was waiting for you to finish coughing. No, but I'm saving the cough for your affirmation. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Let's go. So, um, here we go. Each day, I look into the mirror and remind myself what I want from life and what it is important to me. Yeah, because I, we all wake up in the morning, sorry, and we all look in the mirror, and I think it's important sometimes to look at our reflection and talk to ourselves. This is particularly if you don't have a coach, actually, because one of the things about coaches is the accountability part, where they say to you, well, why haven't you done so-and-so, mm. and what are you doing next? And uh, using the mirror in that way might even be a, a, a reminder to yourself to actually progress with something that means something to you. Yeah. So I like that one. Yeah, and you know, I've mentioned it many times, and on my mirror I have the words written in my lipstick, uh, I am enough. So whatever affirmation I'm saying or doing or reminding myself of, I also have that one, which is really, really important to me, I am enough, as a reminder as well, that constant affirmation. Well, I'm going to go in there with my lipstick, well, no, I can't because I've got one. And I'll, it's all right, I'll buy you one. I'll put a little insert in there um, to change it for you to, I am more than enough. More than enough. There we go. Let's go to Boots mm. later and we'll pick a colour for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let me see. I'm going to throw in another of my buzz. I went down to the Queen's Head pub in Green Street Green last week and I saw one of my friends I hadn't seen in a couple of years. Oh, lovely. And that's quite a, quite a nice warm place. He used to work with me in the home office. So a little shout out to my friend Martin Allen. Hello, Martin Allen. Mm. I look forward to meeting you one day. Well, someone else you're looking forward to, we did catch up with. Anton. Oh, yes, Anton Dubek. 
And um, because of the pantomime, Jack and the Beanstalk. That's going to be playing at the Churchill, isn't it? Exactly. We got 15 minutes with him and with fellow cast members. Full 15 minutes in person. Yeah, and if you want to hear what it's like, here it is now. Hello, Anton. Hello, my loves. How are you? We're fine. And uh, let us introduce ourselves. This is the Bromley Buzz podcast with Darren Wheel and... Zinat Narani. Lovely to meet you both. And, uh, yeah, we're probably at least as excited as you are to be in the panto. (laughs) It's a big run, isn't it? Lots and lots of dates for you. Well, it is. I mean, it's about the... um, It's about right for a panto. We're starting at the end end of November, beginning of... December, I can't remember when we opened, but it literally is. I think it's about a good four-week block. What I'm quite pleased about it, it doesn't sort of go on into January and February. I know that some, in the old days, they used to go on until sort of midway, sort of doing Merry Christmas, heading into Easter. I don't know if I could, I think my head would explode. So I like it ending on New Year's Eve. And thank you very much. Here we go. New Year, new, a new dawn, as they say. And uh, so... I did the first one I've, uh, last year was my first one over in Richmond, which was I was buttons and it was great fun. Um, so I'm looking forward to this year in Bromley because I'm from Seven Oaks, so I'm very familiar with Bromley, um, and yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it enormously. I've not really played the Churchill Theatre. I've done a couple of dates at the Churchill Theatre, uh, so this is going to be my first run in the wow. Churchill Theatre. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. What are you looking forward to about most? Well, it's just the yeah, the audience is again. I mean, I look, I'm looking forward to doing Jack and Jack and the Beast. I'm not familiar with the role, uh, or the uh, or the or the panto. Uh, it's not a traditional panto. It's one of the uh, new versions of the pantomimes, which is fun. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to playing Jack, yeah. and uh, I'll have some sort of a tight on, I imagine, of course. And um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that again. Uh, but it's going to be good fun. It's going to be, it's going to be you know, near my, uh, my old stomping ground. Of course, Christmas was always shopping at the Glades when I was a boy. Yeah. Oh, I remember when it opened. Oh, God, I'm a thousand years old. I don't worry. I remember when it opened as well. <laughs> I don't believe you must oh, have seen yes. a rerun. Excuse me, I think I'll just leave and leave you to Marvellously. It's funny because I was actually going to ask you, um, in terms of was Jack and the Beanstalk kind of your favourite bedtime story? Yeah, that was more of a, that was more what it was in those in the old days. It was a, a bedtime story or a, one of the stories you grew up with. It wasn't. I never knew it as a pantomime. Mm. The traditional pantomimes, of course, the cinders, etc. But um, it's going to be fun, and, I, and we've got a three D giant, so that's going to be fantastic. Well, the giant, uh, the the villain of the piece, it must be like sitting near Craig Revel Hall. Yes, I'm concerned it might be Craig Revel Hall. I've got him in 3D enough on a Saturday night. I don't need him every other day of the week as well. Now, how do you actually uh, shuffle the doing the the television appearances and doing the panto and rehearsals? Well, we do well because I'm only required on a Saturday to do the uh, to do strictly. I can rehearse the panto during the week and then we we have Saturdays off in in the theatre so and all the, I know Craig's doing a panto somewhere and he'll have the same situation and I think Shirley might be doing one as well and she'll have the same situation so they uh, we have Saturday off and we open Sunday whereas traditionally they open Saturday and close Sunday so uh, we'll be doing two shows a day every day and on my day off I'll be at Strictly judging the couples dancing so, so a, f- a packed pressure, really. time. Packed, but less pressure, I guess, because if you're on the dance floor, 
that would be just slightly different, wouldn't it? Well, juggling I, the two. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do the panto if I was. Uh, th that's why last year was my first ever panto because oh. I couldn't do panto and compete in strictly with a partner mm. because your days spent in the studio rehearsing with your partner, you can't. Uh, you you know you can't do both. Excuse me for that. I'm just gonna pop off and play buttons for a couple of hours. I'll see you at three o'clock. You can do it backstage in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that would work terribly well. So we've, um, so this is, as I say, my, my first uh, first time was last year and coming back this year, which is great. Fantastic. Are you bringing any dance into the panda? I haven't. Mm. I, I did last year, so I hope so this year. Um, Alan, who is going to choreograph it, Alan Burke is a great choreographer, he's a great dancer, mm. a performer in his own right, but he's also a brilliant choreographer. And he was choreographing the show last year, and I asked the producers for Alan, really, because I've worked with Alan a lot over the years, mm. and he's he also uh, choreographs Him and Me, the show I do with tour with Giovanni from Strictly. So I've worked a lot with Alan over the years, and so he's going to choreograph it. I'm not sure who's directing the, the panto, but so he'll put some numbers in there for me as well. So we'll have some songs and some dances. Some dances, some waltzing across the stage. Yeah, well, maybe. Never know. Um, I was going to say, what's what would you say is your favourite, doing TV or panto? I know you, your first time was last year. Yeah. Well, I love being on stage. Okay. I don't think there's anything quite like walking out on mm. stage. Uh, but I love doing live TV, I mean, because it's like being on stage, certainly doing Strictly Come Dancing, it's a live show, you walk out, studio audience, you know, everyone claps, on you go, and the show starts, and then it ends. And that's like doing a live uh, theatre show. What we call pre-recorded shows, where you, you know, you, you're mm. doing a panel show or something, and they've been recording for two hours for a 30-minute show, and they, they basically collate the best bits. That's... Okay, I mean, that's not my most favourite thing in the whole world. But uh, the good thing about that, of course, is you can get all, you can get good stuff. You know, you can mm. try stuff and work on bits and go, okay, try that again and blah, 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 make sure that. So there is a, a, a means to an end on that. But there's, there's nothing quite like, you know, walking out on stage and hearing everybody cheer. Cheering. So when they don't cheer, mm. I'm going to worry. But they could be very reserved. Oh, I don't like them reserved. <laughs> I like them slightly hysterical. <laughs> You like them in there, <laughs> which is great to know. <laughs> um, so, what's your reason for doing another panto this year? Oh, I loved it. I, purely yeah, yeah, purely because I enjoyed it so much. Mm. And my children came and saw it last year as well. So they, they loved it, and it's, it's great. And I remember the producer came last year and saw it. It had been going for about four or five days. We'd, so we were getting the thing going. And, and I'm a sort of performer, if I'm doing... I say a gag or so if I'm telling it sort of I like to sort of sit on it, you know, and just let it you know, I'm doing a thing, and ladies and welcome to the show and blah 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 and it, oh hello Adam, nice to see you down here, lovely job. And I sit and I interact and I yeah. I just do that. He he, <laughs> he went, No, he said, you got you gotta hit him with it. You gotta no no, there's no there's no pauses in Panto, he said. You gotta hit him with it. I literally took six minutes off the first half by just cracking on. And that was a real experience, actually. So you just plow, you just, well, you just beat him over the head with it, really. And you just nice. plow through it. And it, it. and it works amazingly. And I remember reading the script and going, oh, I'm doing about this, and that, oh, I'm talking about that joke, and oh, I don't, oh, no. That's almost another reference to a bum. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, the children love it. 
It's so fun. And the, the, the way the whole things are structured, and again, you don't know this until you sort of do it. And I know people sort of, they sort of uh, can speak uh, about pantomime in a, a, a sort of a, you know, derogatory way, really. But it's, it's not. For it to work, you've got to sort of seriously do it. So I can't just go and turn it into an Anton Debeck audience with. <laughs> you know, I come on stage and 20 minutes later I'm chatting and walking over everyone, else, <laughs> everyone else's line, and, you know, which is right up my strata, really. So you have to, you have to learn the, you, you, the, the script. You have to understand the, the stagecraft and where you're supposed to be. Because everything you're doing is pushing the plot along and uh, you might be feeding a line to another member of the cast who's going to deliver a gag. So you can't walk over that stuff. So you've got to, you've got, it's a serious, proper bit of theatre. Mm. And I know some people go, oh, it's only panto. But it's not really. It, it only works because the gags are designed for everybody. So these gags won't work for you because you're not seven. But, but that gag won't work for the seven-year-old because it's actually for... For the old adults, this one. Unless you're me and you don't get gags and jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll have to just enjoy the songs. Yeah. And um, so, and, but you, the key to it really is pace. And it is, yeah. it, I learned so much. I learned so much and I was so thrilled about that. And um, so I'm looking forward to doing it again. So I suppose you've learned a lot about yourself as well as a person. Yeah, you? you do. You understand, you know, you, you, you do something for a long time. I mean, I've been doing this business we call show for quite a long time now varying sort of guises as whether I'm a competitive ballroom dancer whether I'm doing something on television when I'm in theatre and you're never too old to learn something new and I love that mm -hmm. and I'm really keen to work with new people and sort of young members of a cast because they've got such enthusiasm and energy and I love that and you're always learning something new and that, that for me is you know that's the most exciting thing get that in front of an audience again and Brilliant. And so that for me last year was a great learning curve and a learning experience and I enjoyed it. So I'm very diligent. I'm very diligent. I came in to rehearsal uh, period off page, as we like to call it in the theatre. Mm. Oh yes, I'm such a thesp. <laughs> and we, uh, we um, yeah, so I was very, very keen to do it in the right way. Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I think we'll be coming along. Brilliant. And to make you feel even more at home, I think we'll bring a couple of friends and we'll hold up four tens part of the way through. Thank you very yes. much indeed. I would like, especially if I'm doing a song or something, just to give me a bit of confidence. Oh, amazing. Go. His smile. Oh, my goodness. Just like on the TV, but when it's right there in front of you, he's such a charmer. He's so dapper. He's, yeah, he's got a bit of an aura about him. There's no question about it. So, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. And also, you know, the other... Uh, Rianne Drummond. Two people, yes, Rianne and, Drummond. Um, and the comedy wordsmith, whose name I couldn't even Lloyd, get out on the Oh, his surname. Uh, <laughs> Lloyd Hollett, I think. But that's probably pronounced wrongly. Lloyd. And mm. uh, when I do push the episode together for that, I might leave my botch up of that in there for, <laughs> for effect. Oh, uh, dear, oh, dear. Never mind. But in that fact, was interesting. On Twitter, right? You know mm. my PR Twitter? Uh, in June PR. Yeah. Um, I saw from somebody on there, a journalist, who said, oh, I've just had the worst interview. Can people please cheer me up by telling me about interview fails they've had? So I put a couple of ones I've had in, including the, well, look, I was speaking to this guy, Lloyd, and uh, I couldn't get his surname. I know, you kept on getting it wrong. Um, <laughs> even though on the face of it, it's quite a simple one. 
and I expect to be lampooned in the script of Jack and the Beanstalk any time now because he was still writing it. Oh dear, yes he was, wasn't he? Which is going to yeah. be interesting. But I'm really looking forward to that as well, going down to watch the panto. It's been a long time since I've been to a panto. Uh, um, yeah, um, well we'll go together. It's going to be a great one. Um, I'm excited, I've got two things, two mm-hmm. more things on my buzz that I'd like to mention. Well, one of them is uh, that I'm moving back into my flat at the end of September. Okay, well, anything that cheers you up is good for the podcast. Right? I know, so I'm really looking forward to that. So maybe we can do a podcast recording from my flat. Uh, is that the, that's not the same... No, that was your, another flat that we did. That was my before. parents. Yeah, indeed. Okay, we can do that. Have you got a balcony like that other one had? Unfortunately, I don't. Okay, well, you can pick your room. Okay. Or we can go down into the communal gardens. Oh, I say. Yes. Mind you, there is a bench there. Well, the way September's going at the moment, Mm. who knows? Who knows? Right, next buzz. My next buzz is also end of September on the 30th. I'm really, really um, honoured and excited that I was nominated for the Global Women's Award. Mm -hmm. So I'll be attending that on the 30th of September, but um, which is going to take place in Cobham or Cobham. I'm not sure how that's said. Cobham, Cobham. Um, it's, it's about as easy to say as Hollet. There you go. <laughs> and it was for uh, make, uh, making a difference, a difference maker in yeah. what we do. And do you know what? Whether I win or I don't win, mm-hmm. it's just wonderful to be recognised for the work that I do. Well, I, I, really found my, I found myself under uh, quite a lot of uh, personal stress at the weekend. And I was talking about it to somebody, and when I was doing so, a couple of the things which were helping me to deal with it were literally quotes I picked up from you. So really? you make a difference. Oh. I'll even tell you what they were after the show. Fantastic. Um, yes, yeah. so. Shall we go on to a bit of news? Well, not quite. Um, I've got one more buzz, actually. Oh, have you? News. Buzz away, well, then. It's simply that we got the first video on our YouTube up last week. I was really oh, yes. cheered up by that. That spontaneousness, yeah. that's what it's all about, isn't I know, it? We're not spontaneously doing one today, so I can relax and... Uh, well, I did bring that. my um, mobile stand, and I was thinking about it. But it all depends on our timing. Um, but talking of timing, uh, what we've got to do next is what you said, the news. The news. Yeah, I'll re-rail the episode, <laughs> having taken us off it. Well, in terms of the news, it's just mm. bits and bobs. So just to let people know that um, finally... Chopstick Noodle Bar has opened on Bromley High Street mm. and it looks quite good in there. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this week at some point I'll be making a trip down there and I might do a quick little buzz or an interview with the owners if they're about. Yeah, you were talking about um, Paul and uh, Jules at Channel Radio being foodies. Let's face it, we're the same. We are the same. And actually, I want to actually mention, which since you know that's opened mm. up, because I've been waiting for Chopstick Noodle Bar to open, I suddenly came across Itsu inside the glade. We have one finally in Bromley. Yeah, and I've eaten there with you. Yes, last mm. week. We went there after we did the, um, the Startup Bromley, the yeah. podcasting uh, introduction, didn't we? Did you enjoy that? I did. I enjoyed the um, what was probably Japanese ginger beer as well. That's the first. That was nice. That was lovely. So, yes, really excited about that opening as well. So, if you don't know about that, we have Itsu in Bromley in the glades. Um, just a quick reminder as well, banknotes, 
banknotes for the 20, is it 20 pound? I think it was. 20 and 50. Uh, well, this one is, yes, so 30th September, the last day you can use the paper 20 pound and 50 pound notes. So the old paper version of the 50 pound notes were first issued in two, uh, 2000, 2011. And the feature, and sorry, and feature the entrepreneur Matthew Bolton and the engineer James Watt. The new notes are made of polymer. Mm. But I think there might be some changes in that happening because obviously we now have the new king. Indeed. So there's going to be a lot of changes on that too. But uh, you can still hand them in at banks after that. Yes. But don't hide them under your mattresses or anything like that. (laughs) Because they're not going to be worth anything. I've already got rid of mine, so I've got a very thin mattress. Right, should we do the what's on? Uh, Yes. Uh, I just wanted to actually mention, in Life in um, Bromley magazine, Mm -hmm. um, there's a journalist. So can we go to page eight? So I just came across this and I thought it's, it's a lovely mention since we are here at um, the Fleximan, Fleximan. <laughs> <laughs> Newman Flexible Workspace. Thank you. But this is actually taking, uh, took place in Devonshire, their other okay. branch at Bromley South. So journalist James, they welcomed James Penn who joined them for a week on work experience from Ravenswood School recently. Working at Devonshire House in Bromley's Elmfield Road, James undertook a variety of tasks from researching and sub and subbing to brainstorming content ideas and copywriting. And was full of enthusiasm, wishing you all the best in your quest to become a sports journalist. I think that's absolutely wonderful. Um, so here we go. They are also taking in students and mm. pupils to help them with their job prospects or their career lines and things like that so absolutely did, wonderful did you notice instantly it has a great name for a journalist pen <laughs> pen pen ah got it yeah. <laughs> sorry i had to think about that one <laughs> you know me mm. right what's on uh i think you have the first what's on readout this is all from the Bromley Buzz UK website. We've been. This is the ones we've added since last time. So there's more than that on there. Mm. But newly, I've added the following. So on the 16th to 24th September, beautiful things at the Bromley Little Theatre will be playing. Yes, except for the 19th, which is closed down because of the uh, funeral. But do look at their website and just double check before you start um, going down or booking to make sure that they should be running accordingly. Yeah, uh, and in an artistic hub, a place where there are uh, pottery and artists and all sorts of other artistic-related things, in the Orpington Priory and Old Library, there is an open house, so you can just drop in and see what they've got there. Uh, And I think they're aiming to make it more of a community thing as well, so I'm going to be going down there for that, I think we are. Um, 16th and 17th of September, uh, 10am to 5pm in that one. Fantastic. Um, and then again at the Startup Bromley, a makeup masterclass for business on the 22nd. So I think it's happening during the daytime. Uh, do go over to um, their website or our website to check the details and the booking. Yeah, we've, we've got a link to their event, right? And that's in Bromley Central Library. Again. Yeah, I mean, and just make, you know, note that if you wanted to go on that, you need to book early because there are limited amount of spaces for that and that's going to be really good right and we just wind up with a couple um can i just um mention something no we don't wind up what were you going to wind up with 
I was going to wind up with a mention of the Panto date. Oh, go on. Do that. Right, I'll tell you what, you remind us what the Panto is and I'll then do the date. Sorry? With the Panto at Churchill. Jack and the Beanstalk. Exactly. Between the 3rd and the 31st of December. I know, with okay. Anton de Beck. Yeah, and actually there's just one more, so I'll, I'll pass your thing on to after that. 10th of December, classic movie themes night at the Palace for the charity Every Breath. Uh, that's coming up as well. Right, uh, all Wednesday. on our website. Over to you. Um, I just wanted to mention, because it's so mm. cute, and you know how I often talk about mental health for people and everything, yeah. and then, um, but animals go through mental health and well-being and trauma, but also pets are great for us mm. as humans. But this just caught my eye in the Life in Bromley magazine because uh, Loretta Wright, the editor of the, the magazines, loves to put pet pictures in here. But one of them was stay, Staycations the Way. So a recent study of Tales.com revealed that 85% of dog owners would rather staycation than go abroad and leave their beloved pooch at home. And has ranked the UK's most popular holiday spots based on the number of dog-friendly activities available, such as green spaces, dog-friendly restaurants and beaches. And I think this is really important because, again, this can cause a lot of stress and anxiety for home own, um, dog owners of where do we go mm. where pets are allowed. So Edinburgh topped the list with 656 amenities fit for four-legged friends. Bournemouth followed in the second place with 571 and Brighton with 542. Um, and it just goes in there's Brighton, the South End on Sea, Anglesey, New Quay. New Quay. I knew I'd, 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 I'd be corrected on that one. Bath, uh, Bognor, oh, Bognor Regis, uh, Cheltenham and Oxford. Mm. So there we go. Um, so that was quite nice to read. By the way, talking about pets, most popular pet name. What do you think they are? Without uh, looking this, at my is magazine. Is this for dogs or for cats? Dogs. Dogs. Um, I don't know. Ben. Okay, let's look at a cocker spaniel. What do you oh. think the most popular name for a cocker spaniel is? Bird. I'm, <laughs> I really don't know. Bailey. 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 Yeah. Where is me? Um, if it was me, it'd be Bailey's. Bailey's, yeah. <laughs> what do you think for a husky? Oh, that's got to be something big. Maximilian. Maximilian. That's quite a nice name. Mm. I would have, here apparently, according to the data of 2022, uh, Go Compare, is uh, hus uh, sorry, is Storm. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, that's some sort of he-man-y thing. Okay, uh, let's oh, go Boxer. Ah, actually, I'm not sure if I referred to this in the last episode. Uh, I probably did. Pause in the park. But there was a bulldog in there that we met, and it just fell into this classic man looks like a dog thing. So, um, you know. Uh, that's <laughs> interesting. A, 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 you know, a shaven head, um, big chap, big bulldog. Mm. Uh, two more I'm going to do. A boxer? Mm. Boxer. Um, Larry. I wouldn't have never guessed one. Apparently, it's Ruby. Oh, that's rather nice. I keep, yeah. I keep thinking of male names. I'm going to do a female one next one. Um, and, well, you won't be able to... Well, you might be King Charles Spaniel. Beatrice. Charlie. Oh. Yeah, it's really interesting, some of these names. Hmm. Labrador Retriever Bella. Okay. Right. Anyway. I was going to do a, a different... Um, I don't know what I'm going to buzz out on after that because I had one in mind after... Have uh, I confused you now? On. Yeah, and, and I think we've done uh, Who Let Dogs Out before. Yes, so we have. So let's just go back to the classic one. I'm feeling quite cheerful at the moment, so a, a cheerful buzz. 
Here we go. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs>